we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pink Elephant. I am Shanae, and y'all, this is going to be a vulnerable podcast episode. Um, some of you are watching, and some of you will be listening, so I will try to be aware of that as I continue to talk. Um, but this podcast episode is talking about how I went from being lonely to feeling fulfilled. Um, and I know that concept can sound very, very general, very, very broad, because I think maybe everybody has a dif dif different definition of what lonely feels like and what lonely means. So I'm going to give you some context and background about me, and then we're going to jump into it. Okay. All right. So I had my first child very young. I had my daughter in college and I didn't get married until my daughter was around three. Um, and when I got married, I got married at around 25. And so a lot of my friends were not married yet and none of them had children. I was the first one to have a child, which obviously 21 is pretty young in college. So a lot of my friends did not have children. And with that, that was the start of learning to adjust to a new life. So I will say this, my daughter changed my entire life and I don't know if I would be here if I hadn't had her when I did because guess what y'all God be knowing okay all right so anyway had my daughter that was the first moment of my life where I was journeying in a different direction than most of my friends so fast forward met my husband and I lost my mom the September before my wedding I got married in May of 2017 I lost my mom in September of 2016 um, and between that I had a second child um, which is my son and I had him March of 2017 so it was only about maybe a good two months between my wedding and my son so a lot of things were happening for me at a very very fast pace so Fast forward, moved to Charleston from Charlotte, and that was an adjustment, right? So my friends who I was growing up around, you know, my line sisters, my friends, those people, they were no longer around because I had moved to Charleston. So that, again, was the beginning stages of that loneliness feeling that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Fast forward, after a while, I got into a different career, not even a different career. How about this? I actually grew in my career. That's what I need to say. I actually grew in my career. I went from being an internal and office um, kind of a work, kind of a job to being out and traveling quite often. And with that, I slowly but surely began to grow in my career and got new opportunities. So I was steadily growing in it from a career standpoint. So with that being said, things were happening for me from a financial standpoint, as well as like just the amount of things that I was able to do because of my situation changing, traveling, meeting new people, being in different spaces. I had never done that before up until the point of me getting a new job. So all those things were happening. So I was growing. I was growing at a rapid rate, um, some by choice and some not so by choice. Right. But nevertheless I was growing really really fast so um, fast forward I am now six years into my marriage I'll be sick will be six years in in May and so six years of marriage you're growing with your, your spouse obviously you do a lot of things together um, and my husband is a football coach 
And so with that, I share him, okay, for a majority of the year with his football players, his students, the school, the, the, the parents, the community, he stretched very thin. So a lot of the time I am home with the children and that was again, a lot and an adjustment. All right, so again, now I have two kids and I am working and I am supporting my husband as he is in his career and is in his dream job as a head coach and he launched his own business. So I am supporting and doing everything for everyone. And yes, work is working. I'm still working and I'm still holding on to some friends here and there, but I don't see everybody as much as I used to. Okay. So after a while, about two, three years ago, um, I started to feel like more and more disconnected. And I think a lot of people can feel can resonate with this because that was around the pandemic time anyway. So a lot of people weren't traveling and then, you, you know, you couldn't travel even if you wanted to um, at certain points. So obviously everybody kind of went through, I think, their own journey of feeling distant from loved ones. So you know, it, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, but it also was a good moment because I lost the most weight that I had lost in years through um, the pandemic because I was able to sit home and focus and have good meals cooked by my husband because I don't really cook like that. But that's another story. So, um, it was 20, so the pandemic had some pros and some cons for me personally through, you know, just having time for myself. And during the pandemic time, a little bit before the pandemic, I started therapy. And therapy was my space, my time to kind of like start working on myself. So that's that. In 2021, I had my third child. <laughs> I had my third child and he was unexpected. And so that was also a turning point in terms of my life. So that's the background. I have three children. I have a 10 year old, a six year old and a one year old. And I have a husband, we've been married almost six years now. So that's my family, that's my dynamic. And I work, <laughs> I work a full-time job. So that's a little bit about me. So think about it. I am a mom of three. I am a wife, I work and I travel a lot for work and my job is very much super fulfilling. However, it is very demanding too because I have a, a big, you know, more responsibility now in this new role. So again, I find myself growing. I've been really, really growing over time. My family grew and so did I. I was able to go from, you know, a, a, a less income to a significant um, jump in my income through my career. Each time I went to a different job, I desired more and I asked for more and I got more. I was determined to chase after my dream and that was being successful in my career. So as I'm growing, I, I got to a point, I started looking around like, where everybody at? Where is everybody at? And there was no one around me. Okay, so let me give you some context on this, all right? So yes, physically there are people around me, okay? I'm not alone in a room. I'm not, you know, feeling like there's no one here with me physically. 
but loneliness extends far beyond that right loneliness can be in a mind space like meaning mentally you can't connect with people and they can't understand you and you just kind of find yourself not being able to find that connection with someone just through conversations and and thinking the same way same mindset it's the same idea that you want to be around like-minded people why because typically if you're around people who think the same way as you or have the same thought process as you you tend to grow together and you become a better person like-minded right then you know there's another another idea or another area where you kind of feel like you know wow i am not getting invited to stuff right um maybe some of your friends are able to get together more often because I'm, I'm here in Charleston. I'm not in Charlotte anymore. Um, my friends are all single still. They're able to mingle. They're able, able to go out. Everybody going to Mexico. You know, it's, it's a different lifestyle, right? So you find yourself being like excluded. Not by anyone, you know, no fault to anyone. No fault to myself. But that was still my reality. That was still very much my reality. All right. So... Then I look around and when I have good news, I'm afraid to share it with friends. Okay, let me say that again. I have good news happening and I am afraid to share that news with my friends. That is crazy. That is, that's crazy, right? Okay, at the time, you know, I couldn't make sense of it. I didn't know why I felt like I felt. But then again, I did. If I took a step back, it wasn't just, you know, in recent years that I started feeling that way. It was over time. And the reason why I can, I can say that is because I can remember instances where I have showed something or shared something. And the response that I got back was like, you know, an underhanded compliment or some shade. And everybody know what shade is. Like, let's not... You know, you know when you're being shady, so you know when shade is given to you. That's just the bottom line. So I felt like a lot of shade was given when I would share different things. So I stopped sharing stuff. I didn't feel comfortable sharing when I got a promotion. I didn't feel comfortable sharing when I got opportunities. I didn't I didn't feel comfortable sharing, you know, news of, of, of extend, extending my family when I got pregnant. Big things, y'all, that I didn't feel comfortable sharing. Okay, that's a telltale sign at that point that something's missing something's wrong and it's not their fault it's not it's no blame for it because it's a self thing right we all have to be accountable for what we what we do or how we are and what we take and all of that just accountability all around for self so i can acknowledge that but the part that i was not acknowledging is the fact that i deserve to be supported and affirmed by my friends because guess what? I support and affirm my friends, right? And the part that was really effed up was that I had convinced myself that I wasn't worthy of these things because other people didn't have these things. How effed up is that? Okay? And I'm going to sip my coffee real quick, okay? Mm. Okay. I really was thinking to myself that, you know, something bad is going to happen because I have this stuff. I don't want to really get too excited because it may not it may not be true or it may go away or fear. Fear crippled me. Fear held me back 
from being able to truly express myself walk into spaces knowing that I deserve to be there. Even in a job that I'd gotten, imposter syndrome started to come over me because I'm like, okay, I'm here in this space, but am I supposed to be in this space? There are not a lot of people who look like me. I'm young. Um, I don't have a, you know, a background that everyone has. I, don't, I didn't go to Harvard. You know, all these things can start to pop up in your mind to try to convince you that you're not supposed to be there when in all actuality, you're supposed to be there more than the person beside you. Let's be clear, okay? Black women are smart talented and then you know to top it off like our energy we're powerful okay we're powerful and it wasn't until i started to started to accept that power that it really dawned on me that it's not that i'm inferior it's that people are intimidated by me okay they're intimidated by you sis like it ain't, it, it, it ain't you that's the one that's like not supposed to be there. It's some people around you who may feel like they're not supposed to be there. So it, you, it's, it's such a crazy thing that we can make ourselves believe something that is not true. And then why is it so hard for us to make ourselves believe what is actually true? Okay, but we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Okay, so... All those things are happening and I'm growing and I'm and I'm and I'm changing and I'm seeing success in my life and again looking around and trying to find those day ones who I thought would be forever ones they're not around and it's not because and this is not like you know this is not a blame game this is not a shame thing this is none of it this is my truth my truth the pink elephant's truth right and the thing about it is too i also recognize that they too were going through different things each woman no matter who you are no matter if you're married no matter if you have children no matter if you have money no matter if you are rich i mean or poor um it just it doesn't matter as a woman there are things that you have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis that truly can weigh on you all right, we got all these things around us between social media, which I'm not trying to shade social media, but it is true. Social media can play a huge part in how we view ourselves if we're not careful. Um, we have men who are out here and they get to decide who they want and you're waiting to get chosen and the pressure of growing up and being an adult and being on your own. Like we out here doing some stuff, life lives, okay? And I understand that. So with that being said, I don't feel like anyone is at fault for the way in which the relationships changed. Because if I think about it and I take a step back, everybody has to be the author of their own story and everyone has to get up every day and live their own lives. So I can't decide how someone else should prioritize me because guess what? They can't decide how I prioritize them, right? But the one thing that you can do, you can decide not to force it. Like, just let it go. Okay, so this gets into what I what I want to share. All right, so a couple different things and it's probably going to be a good list. So you can get your pen and you can always go back to this video and listen to it again and definitely leave me comments. We can have a whole conversation and dialogue about this because I would be interested to know how many people have gone through this. So the thing that you can do first step, first step, truly, 
truly first step to changing from a lonely space to a fulfilled space is going to be do self work. Okay. And what I say, what I mean by self work, if you have, if you don't have a therapist, I highly recommend one. Okay. And it's not because you need it and you're crazy and you're going through something and you, you know, on the edge, it don't even have to be all that. You need one because when you're happy, you want to process feelings. When you're sad, you want to process feelings. When you have to make a big life decision, you want to process those thoughts and emotions. And then also too, if you're a mom, you're going to need therapy because guess what? You are responsible for other people's lives. Okay, so at the very least, moms, get yourself a therapist and shop around until you find the right one. And we can talk about that in another video. So that's the first thing, self-work. So a therapist is definitely going to be crucial. You want to take some self-assessments. I took the Enneagram assessment. It told me a lot about myself. I can share this with you. I found out that I have an issue with security. Okay. I've always been a little scary person in a sense of like, I'm very, very cautious, very, very like, you know, I analyze and really, really take my time to make decisions. But I, I, I really operated in fear, like a lot, like a whole lot. And we can talk about operating in fear in another video as well. But the fear was paralyzing me. <laughs> okay. Simple things like having anxiety about, you know, um, driving um, or um, my husband if he doesn't get home by a certain time all these things could have happened and I imagine out these crazy scenarios and extreme scenarios and I operate in fear and fear then leads to anxiety so not knowing those things um, it really can prevent you from growing how you want to grow. So you want to do some self-assessment. So that goes with the self-work, okay? Self-assessments in a therapy therapist is definite. You have to. Those are must-dos, okay? Second, the second thing I want you to do, and the second thing that I did, was find something that really excited me. And who knew that the thing that excited me the most was talking and connecting with people, which if anyone knows me, they know that I've always been a talker. Matter of fact, one of my friends used to be like, okay, here go to Shanae's show. And that was back then. So to see it manifest now, and yeah, we're going to start talking about manifesting. I'm about to start manifesting every single thing because I want the best, right? That manifested into what it is now. And here I am in front of the camera. But before... I would never get on social media. I would never post. I would never get in front of a camera and talk. But I just started talking about my journey and trying to come out of being in a space of just like a rut and finding a finding my passion. I got on camera and guess what? I loved it. I am creative. I am a creator and I am now embracing that part of me. And because I found that spot, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. It has been like my outlet. It is giving me so much energy, so much passion, so much like fun. It's fun for me. And it has truly changed like the direction of my life now that I found something I really, really enjoy. So that's what you want to do second. You want to find something that brings you the most joy, something that you do and could do all day long. Even if it's like, I, I use the example of like sewing because at one point I used to like make, I used to love like making clothes or cutting jeans and stuff. Um, so someone may have been a person who loves fashion, loves sewing and putting clothes together. And that was their thing back in the day. And then they slowly let it go. Well, tap back into some of those things. 
get your sewing machine out or shoot buy a new sewing machine so you can get excited about sewing again and just start making stuff and you don't have to tell nobody you don't have to show nobody it could just be you and your house setting aside time to create and then take it a step further when you find that thing go on youtube find people who are doing the same things as you go on instagram find people who inspire your creativity go on tiktok y'all know tiktok got everything okay like if one thing we learn from the pandemic we can learn everything from each other so that's another thing too we need to start embracing the fact that you can learn from other people and be open to learning because that's where it's at tiktok you ain't even gotta go to college go on tiktok so you want to find yourself those people who inspire that spark and creativity and it's in a safe space because don't nobody have to know, right? Like no one has to know what you're doing. So that's the good news about it. And honestly, until you get to a space where you are truly confident and comfortable, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody what you're doing. But guess what people going to do? People going to call you. People going to DM you. People going to be like, oh, hey, I see you be on like Instagram. What are you doing? Or, and this is my scenario I'm using, not the stone scenario. But like people were hitting me up, wanting to know what I'm doing. Wanting to know, you know, am I trying to be somebody? You know, am I trying to show off? Like it, it, people had those questions. And believe it or not, it's going to be close friends. It's going to be family. It's going to be like, yeah, you always on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> and obviously you're watching me. So like those things are going to happen as you continue to find yourself. So be warned right now that there will be, there will be naysayers and they, there will be haters because haters really actually do exist and they're closer to you than you think. And there are going to be people who are just nosy, flat out nosy. So be prepared. All right, so after you found your thing, you're doing it, you're finding inspiration from other people. And y'all, I really want you to hone in on finding inspiration from other people, okay? Don't feel embarrassed to get inspired from other people. There's nothing new under the sun. All you can do is build upon what's already out there, which is the best thing. That's what creativity is, designing something uniquely. So really hone in on tapping into other people. Don't be that person that don't connect with people or don't like other people or, you know, jealous or whatever. Don't do that because you're going to sell yourself short. Okay. After you've done that, you found your thing and you're working on it. I want you to then find yourself a maybe like a, a coach, a, a career coach who can then steer you in the direction that you really want to go in by using those gifts, that passion to really make it into something else. Because the one thing that I do realize is that when you have a job and a career that you really, really love and there's so much passion behind it, you're going to make the money. You're going to make the money. And a lot of times that's where we get stuck. Like, how am I going to do this forever? Like, what am I supposed to do to really get to a place where I can actually do something I truly love and only want to do and even work for myself? So find yourself a career counselor or a career coach who can help steer you in that direction and help you get, give you ideas on how to build it out. But while you're doing that, while you're, ha while you're having those conversations with the career counselor, or the career coach, I want you to bet on yourself. Okay. Okay. All right. Bet on yourself because think about all the good things that can happen. So now you are, you have a therapist, you're processing your emotions, you're digging deeper, you're figuring out all that trauma that you may have had and carried with you to this point. You're working through it. You did your Enneagram assessment. You found out that you have an issue with security and said to say, what else can I do with this? 
how can I live a purposeful life for the rest of my life and be financially secure? By going to a career coach, letting them help you go through the steps of designing something out for yourself that can make you feel fulfilled every day. And while you're doing that, you're saying F everybody, F everything that people have to say, I'm going to bet on me, I'm going to do me. And those people will still more than likely be in that same space that they're in but guess where you will be? You'll be growing. You'll be growing. And the reason why you will be continuing to grow is because you have been taking a situation where you were by yourself, alone, no one around to do self work, to find passion, to bet on yourself, to build a career. Who can touch that? Like legit, who can touch that y'all? And I'm going to leave you with this because I learned this through my Enneagram assessment that I have a tendency to think of like the worst case scenario, the worst thing that might happen. Oh my gosh, we might drive and oh my goodness, I might get hit by a car. Oh my goodness, my daughter is going to school. I pray nothing happens at her school. Like constantly thinking about the worst thing that could possibly happen, it crippled me. It caused me to operate in fear. It stifled my personality. I would not be in front of this camera today. But, but, y'all, I'm telling you, when you relinquish that fear and you say F it and bet on yourself, you're going to feel a sense of freedom that you have never felt in your entire life. I promise you that. You're going to feel so free and so proud of yourself when you do that. All right. So I want you to, instead of thinking of what's the worst thing that could happen, I want you to say, what's the best thing that could happen to me if I do this? Okay. All right, y'all. I have enjoyed this. This is the pink elephant and I will see you soon. Bye.